Welcome to the A Plus EdTech Podcast. My name is Ashley McBride, and I'm an instructional technology facilitator from North Carolina. This episode is going to be just a little bit different than what you might be used to from me. Usually you get one of two things out of my podcasts. You either get me talking about an educational topic or you get me interviewing someone else. In this episode, we're going to end up doing a little bit of both. So this is going to be my wrap-up of everything ISTE, and I'm going to start with my reflection of ISTE, sort of what all happened there, and then I'm going to close out with an interview of with Derek Larson, and that interview was actually recorded at ISTE, so some of the sound might be a little weird. So the first thing I want to do is my own reflection on ISTE, and I'm not going to, I'm going to take you day by day, but I'm not going to sit there and go through every single thing that happened. Um, First things first is I was lucky enough that my district was able to send me and a group of other uh, individuals from our district, some teachers, some administrators, some district level, uh, some other ITFs, uh, some librarians, and we were able to go together, which was beneficial because on the very first day, we flew out and during the flight... And after check-in and during dinner, we were able to kind of sit down and have these discussions as to what our plans were and what our goals were for ISTE. I wish I could have captured all of our conversations on podcast, but it was kind of weird in the middle of a restaurant to just whip out a microphone and shove it in people's faces while they were eating. So instead of being the awkward, weird person uh, throwing microphones in people's faces, uh, I kind of chickened out and didn't record. So my apologies. Um, so having that time to spend together with people who have similar roles or even have different roles and are at different schools and different grade levels, it was it was great to kind of get together and say, you know, these are our goals or these are my goals. What are your goals? Oh, can we make those work so that uh, we can work together? And um, I really think that it was it was most beneficial to be there with a group. So I'm very thankful for that. That evening, uh, we came back to the hotel and got a little bit of rest. I, I did some uh, pre-ISTE work. I, I had written a blog. I was uh, working on my schedule to make sure that I got to certain sessions. Now, when I was planning for ISTE, Uh, There were thousands upon thousands of sessions, and they were all over the place as far as um, different grade levels and different ways that they were presented, and it was a little overwhelming. I'm not sure that I did a really good job of narrowing down what I wanted to see, or I don't know if there just wasn't that many secondary items out there. So when you're on the ISTE scheduling page, when you're looking at all the sessions, you could filter the sessions. And one of the ways that I filtered was by grade level. As a high school ITF, I am mostly interested in anything secondary because I've been to a couple of conferences uh, where they didn't label what grade level was the focus. And it really frustrated me when I would see something really, really cool. I'd go into a session And then it would be focused on like elementary school and a lot of the stuff I wouldn't be able to bring back. 
because it wasn't age appropriate. Now, I'm not saying things that elementary school students couldn't be used for high school students, but there are a lot of tools and things that, honestly, if I were to walk into a high school class and try to use it, I don't, I don't know how well it would work. So we, a lot of those sessions, when I, when I end up in those, I end up getting more resources for my small children at home, uh, than I do for work. And, and I will, when I, when I get a chance to gather elementary, I'll gather stuff and I'll, I'll share it with, uh, elementary ITFs that I know and, and elementary level teachers that I know. So I, I don't, I don't want to call it a waste, but I also, it wasn't my, my personal focus. So um, I, I got all of my planning pretty much done uh, by the end of day one. And day two, I went to the EduMatch meetup. Now, this was fantastic because I am in a number of different Voxer groups from being in EdCamp Voice. And if you don't know what EduMatch or EdCamp Voice are, if you go back to an earlier podcast, the one where I'm interviewing Sarah Thomas about EdCamp Voice, we discuss it at length there. Um, But I was able to do this EduMatch meetup. And at the meetup, I met people from all over the country that I had been talking to on Voxer. And it was just really cool to meet them and to talk to them in person and to actually be able to walk up to them and give them a hug and say, hey, how are you doing? And have a real conversation with them face to face. And it was just, it was fantastic. And then um, being there, I was able to jump into the EduMatch Voxer group, which, which I've loved being in ever since then. I was then able to go to the Ignite session, which I believe I did a podcast episode while I was at ISTE that night um, about the students. And the students were the biggest and best part of that Ignite session. Um, And of course, my friend Kyle, uh, Kyle Hamstra, also did an Ignite presentation, and it was phenomenal. Uh, I was able to capture his Ignite session on Periscope. So if you want to find that, you can go to my Twitter account and search through there. You can look at my Periscope account um, at A plus EdTech, or um, you can look at the hashtag PassTheScopeEDU. Now this group, I, I joined this group and I was nowhere near the amount of focused as some of these past the scope edu ninjas were but a lot of the sessions the ignites the uh, keynotes all of these things were recorded and live streamed by under the hashtag past the scope edu and this group has been phenomenal for recording different conferences and different sessions so people who can't physically be there can can get information from it. Um, so if you want to catch any of that, uh, just go to the hashtag PassTheScopeEDU. So after the Ignite session, I'm walking around with one of the other ITFs in from my district, and we are... I, I just happen to glance over and I see uh, Tara Linney and I say, wait a second, she just did an Ignite session. And um, I talking, talking to my uh, friend, I said, you know, oh, I should ask her if I can record a podcast episode with her, but um, let's just go, I'll email her or something. And 
I'm I'm not I'm not as much of a self promoter as sometimes I probably should be. And luckily my friend was there and she kind of grabbed me and said, No, go over there, go ask her if she wants to podcast with you. And she did. And she sat down with me and had a great conversation. We had a great conversation together. And that's actually one of the episodes that was released during ISTI as well. And then uh, the keynote. Uh, the keynote was awesome. Again, if you want to see it, I know there's a lot of people who have uh, tweeted and blogged about the keynote there, and and it was great and it was inspirational. It was about uh, continuing to push through and uh, being creative and what being creative looks like. Um, it was it was great, and if you want to go see that opening keynote uh, again, hashtag pass the scope edu. So day one and day two. Fantastic. Uh, day two, I felt the fire in my belly and I was so excited and I had gotten two podcast episodes before I went to bed recorded. I believe I had one edited and posted that night. I was doing pretty well. And I, I think I also got a blog post out. So I was really excited. Day three so, and went to bed very late. Day three, I went and I got to look at some poster sessions and that was different. I had not been to a whole lot of poster sessions. So a poster session is where a number of people who have presentations uh, have a table set out and you just walk up to them and you talk to them. And at this poster session, there was one group of students. Uh, They were from Mexico and I was talking to this student and he was telling me uh, that Uh, They used a 3D printer to print uh, little figurines and all of these cool things. And they had all of them scattered around the table. And I'm nodding my head. And I said, yes, that's fantastic. And I I loved it. And then um, the teacher of the students was standing next to me talking to someone else. And he said something like, well, when we built the 3D printer, and I stopped for a second... And I looked and I said, I think you buried the headline, kid. Um, Did you guys build this 3D printer? And yes, in fact, these students from Mexico could not afford to buy a 3D printer. So they built one. They worked. They built one from scratch. And then they had all these figurines that they were 3D printing. Um, I am hoping, hoping, hoping that I can find them again on Twitter. Uh, I have some of their information. I'd love to get them on the show. Uh, But... It was just phenomenal to see what they had done with it. And in fact, uh, when I walked away, they had given me, uh, they gave me a little figurine because I told them I wanted them on my podcast and they gave me one of the little figures. So I I have it sitting on my desk uh, at school because I was so inspired by their story. After the poster sessions, I went to a great session about personalization in the classroom and it was based in secondary and I pulled all those resources and I'm really excited to share those with my teachers and uh, with my district and then also went to a game-based learning presentation later in the afternoon and those were the two best sessions that I went to the entire time I was there and they they fell in the same day and I so toward the end of the day uh, we I ended up at a EdTech Coaches uh, PLN meeting, 
And this is something that ISTE has a number of different PLNs that you can join, and one of them is EdTech Coaches. So I randomly sit at this table where I meet some really awesome people (laughs) and, uh, in fact, found out that one of them was a podcaster, uh, Brad Scheffler, and he and I had a conversation about podcasting, and we decided, hey, uh, I'll interview you, and then you can interview me, and uh, we found some different things that we wanted to talk about. But um, So I stuck with that group even whenever we moved to the dinner afterwards, and it was just great to be able to connect with them and to get in, uh, be able to sit down and just have a conversation with other people, again, who do the same job as you, but in a different state, and they have uh, different uh, experiences, and they have different job titles, and but we're all educators, and it's just, it was just a really, really good experience. At the end of the day, I was so worn out, and I had so much stuff Uh, that I was thinking about and I was working on in my head. And I did blog about the game-based learning session, but I didn't get to to blog about the personalization one. And I went to go make an episode that night, and I was exhausted because it was one thing right after the other after the other, and there's really no built-in time for food. And so you get all caught up with everything, and then you go, wait, I have another session at 4 o'clock, but I haven't eaten lunch yet, and it's 3. Is there anywhere I can grab something to to kind of shove in my mouth and keep going? And, um, and then you kind of forego all of it because you notice there's some really cool poster sessions going on downstairs, and then you end up uh, not eating dinner until seven o'clock at night and you're starving and then you stuff yourself full of food and then you just go to your hotel room and that's when I would I would work on blogs, podcasts, notes for my district, um, all of these other things and trying to kind of put all of it together and I was exhausted. So I stayed up pretty late. Um, so day four... They had the opening keynote or the the middle of the set. They had the next keynote. And um, we had the same uh, keynote presentation. Not exactly the same, obviously. It had been changed a little bit. Some things were added. Some things were taken away. Um, But the same keynote had been presented at NC Ties. So so it was the same speaker, um, a similar almost... It was a similar message, uh, a lot of the same little stories, and they were great to listen to again. And and I loved listening to that keynote. It's very inspirational. Um, you can, again, see it on hashtag pass the scope edu. Um, but instead of, because we knew, those of us who were from North Carolina, uh, from my district, there were about three other there were three of us and we said, you know, we've, we've, there's a lot of people in that keynote session. It, it's crowded. Everybody's kind of stuck right next to each other. And we've, we've seen something like this before. So let's go and see if we can just go chill in the bloggers cafe and sort of talk together about what we've seen, what we're excited to see and kind of have a good conversation together. So we went to the bloggers cafe and of course they were streaming 
the keynote. So we got to watch the keynote while sitting at a table with our computers open, able to work on blogs and, and have conversations with each other, which was, which was wonderful. After that, I had about three or four different sessions that I wanted to go to and it just, it just didn't click (laughs) and things weren't clicking for me. And I was all of a sudden really tired and I got really just, I, I hit this wall and I don't, it just came to me I just came and hit me out of nowhere. I had gone to a, a playground session and then I went back to the bloggers cafe and I was just, I was a mess and I was trying to sit down and write a good blog and I just couldn't, I couldn't get it out. It was like I was forcing it and then I was frustrated and then I just, I looked at the time and I had, I don't think the night before I didn't get to talk to my kids. And so, um, because of the time difference, so I, I decided to call them, maybe that would make it better. And of course, you know, it was, I miss you mommy and all of this stuff, which, which kind of made me feel even worse. Cause my husband's home with three kids. And, and, um, so I just, it, it was just a lot and very overwhelming. And I think everything had gone so well for the first three days the flight, um, the meetings, the the sessions, everything was on point. And then all of a sudden, this fourth day hits like a ton of bricks, and I it just felt like things weren't going right. So, and I wasn't getting anything. And then I felt this guilt for not getting anything because I had been given this trip by my district, and I had been focused so much on trying to get so much stuff for professional development so that next year they could say, yeah, Ashley brings stuff back. And she, uh, works really hard to do those things. And so I, I just, it, I just had this, this pit in my stomach and I just wasn't feeling, I just wasn't feeling it. And it it was just this gloomy blah. (laughs) So, and I'm seeing all these other people buzzing around and I see them wailing away on keyboards and knowing that they're creating, you know, cool stuff or that they're, you know, really reflecting. And I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was tired. So, um, I ended up meeting up with Derek Larson, who you're going to hear soon. And we, we had a conversation and then we recorded each other for podcasts episodes. And he was there with the House of EdTech, a podcast that I do listen to and I do enjoy. Um, he was there as somebody who was doing some interviews for the House of EdTech uh, at, um, at ISTE. And so he interviewed me and then I turned around and interviewed him. And it just, I felt better because in the interview he asked how ISTE was going and I I told him I was overwhelmed and, and it was a lot. And, um, it just, it was just a a good calming to have another person there who was saying something similar and to be able to sit there and have that conversation. It, it was, it was good. So after that, I went to a research paper session, which I thought was going to be boring and I figured I'd get up afterwards, but the topic was interesting for me. It was about uh, coaching and uh, going from coaching um, for technology into instructional coaching uh, and curriculum design. And 
I was actually really, really interested in what they had to say. It was a, it was a group, it was a college group of um, researchers who were working toward their, they were working on their dissertation, and I think it was kind of a group effort. Um, and they were talking about different aspects of their program, and they were doing the research for it. And it, I, it, it kind of brought me back into, yes, this is awesome, things are going great. And that night, I, I just relaxed. So day five comes and I have relaxed and I've decided, you know, I'm going to get what I get and I'm, I'm going to be good and I've gotten all of this stuff already. So I went to a couple of different sessions and one of them I wasn't as impressed with, but uh, the other one I, I, I did like. It was, it was a math-based session, which I needed for my math teachers, uh, whom I hope to work with a lot more this year. Uh, and then we headed home and afterwards... Uh, I got home and we were leaving for Florida the next day. So um, I, I haven't, I never really had the chance to reflect like I just currently did with you. And I've been working on it for the last few, couple of weeks. And we've been in the midst of uh, unpacking a whole bunch of stuff that we had to bring home. And it, my house has been just an utter disaster area. So I kind of had to get through all of these this vacation and then all of these personal uh, things that I had to get through before I could sit down and really start pouring through some of the things that I learned from ISTE. So that's why after all that, that's why it took me so long to get ISTE 17 out. So Without further ado, uh, the remainder of this episode will be a conversation that I had with Derek Larson as he talks about his ISTE experience. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Derek, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from and what you do? Sure. Hey, thanks, Ashley. Um, I live in Utah, Southern Utah, and I am right now an EdTech director for the Southwest Educational Development Center. Basically, we're a regional service center or a rural service center. I think some places call them ESAs. Um, I work with six school districts, eight charters, roughly 100 buildings, um, and we do everything from professional development all the way through actually handling servers and heavy mainframe kind of stuff, paying, you know, security cameras and all that kind of stuff up, and everything in between. So we do a little bit of everything with our small, small districts. We are um, kind of the everything for them, almost their tech department. And our bigger districts, we're just help assistance. So what is the one thing about your job that you're most proud of? So I'm brand new. I've only been in, I haven't been in a full year yet. August 1 is my anniversary date. So I think the thing I'm most proud about is um, just being able to get in and get to know that many buildings. I've walked in all, every building except, except for the ones in our largest district. One of our districts is by far the largest. has 50-plus buildings in it. So half of our, my whole region is one district. And I've been in every other building across my region. Even some of those involved driving for eight-plus hours to get to. And so I've been in all the small, small little places. And most of the ones in Washington District, which is our big, big one. I think I'm about 15 short of my 100-plus. Yes. So what were some of your goals? Because obviously you're here at ISTE. So what are some of your goals that you might have had on the way in coming into ISTE? 
So for me, ISTE is all about relationships. And I've had a lot of people I've known for many, many years on Twitter, on Boxer, and I wanted to come in and meet them face-to-face. I wanted to have those relationships. I'm a real proponent for connecting online, but also making, helping to make that connection, if possible, face-to-face, in person. I feel like there's, there's, a, there's a great strength to that. And that was my number one goal, was coming and meeting as many of my PLN as possible. Although I, lo- I might start calling out my PLF. I love that Sarah Thomas started that personal learning family. I love it. I love the family more than the network. So that was my number one goal. Number two goal was gain some knowledge. And I feel like I've done quite a bit of that as well. So you said you're in a number of uh, PLFs or PLNs. Um, what are some of them that you participate in? And uh, would you suggest anyone to try to join any of those? Yeah. So one of the big things, one first thing I would suggest is... Pick a social network of some sort, whether that's Twitter, whether that's Facebook, whether that's Voxer. Pick one of them and and dive deep into it. Try to get to know people. Look for educators. Find educators. See who they're following or who they're connected with and connect there as well. Even if you just lurk. And typically the word lurk has a very negative connotation. In social media, I think it's totally legit to start with lurking. Just watch and listen. And then once you feel comfortable, get yourself in there. But I would say start with one of those. Find something you're passionate about. If you're a fourth grade teacher, find other fourth grade teachers to help yourself learn. If you're a middle school science teacher, look for science teachers. No matter what you do, I guarantee there are people out there on different networks. Um, Just get out there and join. There's a lot of people... Uh, educators that are just amazing. You might think, oh my gosh, they're so popular. They have all these people. No, no, no. That doesn't exist. Every educator is there to help and share and learn and grow. So here at ISTE, obviously, you're probably still hitting up some sessions. Do you have any favorite sessions that you've been at? Yeah, so I've been a little different this year. I came to ISTE also working with a group called Passascope EDU. And one of the things we do is every third Thursday, we scope out on Periscope um, great things happening in education. There's a different theme every month. And we've come acting almost like a news group. We're calling ourselves the ENN, Educators News Network, and we're sharing out all kinds of awesome things. We're, we're live streaming as many events as we can. We're interviewing different people. Yourself, you were interviewed just recently. It was fabulous. Um, and so I've not been to many quote-unquote standard sessions. Most of the stuff I've gone to have been the keynotes, the, like the Ignites, the one and three, some of those bigger things. And I've been sharing it out for those that could not come to ISTE, as well as those who could come to ISTE, but maybe can't get to everything because it's so big. And you might, and sometimes you're torn, you want to go to here and here and here. And so I think my favorite session I was at was actually um, the one in threes, just barely today, was really, really excellent. It's kind of a new idea. You have, we have three minutes to share one idea, and it's just real rapid pace to the point that at three minutes, they cut off your mic. And it was just really cool to kind of be in there and have like this rapid fire one after another people. So that was it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one too. Um, so do you feel like that you've met your goals that you had for ISTE? You know what? I feel like I've done a really good job. I think my goals are never fully achievable. And I'm really bad at goals for that reason. I always have super, super lofty goals. I knew I couldn't meet everyone in my PLN. But I really tried. I've met a lot of people. I've, I've been all over the place. I came in with way too many things to do. I wanted to come in and just play and have fun and learn. And you got to have some sleep at some point. you got to rest. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of unplugging, disconnecting, recharging. And I did not do that very well. So I'm kind of running on fumes. So in that case, I'm failing 
but I've been I've done really well to see a lot of different people. I've just, my list was too big, and I came in. I thought I can do it all. I'm Superman, but nobody is super. At least not in that sense. You've got to rest. You got to slow down. Cut whatever you want to do in half. So, Isti, you gonna come back again? So I will come back. I gotta find funding. My number one, my, the number one thing is, as long as I can make it financially work, I will be here. This has been incredible, absolutely mind blowing. Open up my eyes, so many things. I've met people here who I thought they're just like this amazing person. Why what would they want to talk to me for? I had a great conversation with Aaron Klein earlier today. Who, not saying that she wouldn't think like that, but she's one of those like high, like really popular educators, and she's amazing, super nice, super kind. We sat down, we had a little chat. She was busy doing something else as well, but yet still took a few minutes to chat with me. And it was just, you know, we've, we've got to remember that everyone is just here to learn and grow, and don't be afraid to go up and say hi. I was at lunch um, yesterday with some great ladies, and um, this, this woman walked in by herself. We know she had a bad one. She said, come sit with us. And she said, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. That's so nice. I ate lunch by myself yesterday. And we just, we almost cried with her right there. We're like, what? Nobody eats alone at ISTE. So if you're alone, just go up and introduce somebody and say, hi, can I sit down? Is that seat taken? And I guarantee they're going to say, yes, sit, talk, learn, meet them, become best friends. So from personal experience, I know that you are a great PLN or PLF member. Um, where can people find you so they can join your virtual PLN? So I have, my username is Lars3EB, L-A-R-S, number three, E-B. I know it's funky. My last name is Larson, so there's the Lars. Third Eye Blind is my favorite band ever. So there's the three E-B. So Lars3EB, at that point, Plug that into any social network, any social media, you're going to find me. That's, I have it almost everywhere. And if, I, if I'm not there, let me know and I'll go grab it. So that's the best way to find me. Well, thank you so much. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? So the only thing I'd say is just remember that no matter where you go, it's important to connect digitally, but find a way to connect people in person, face-to-face, whenever possible. That's not saying that the social and the digital is not good. But I think if you can take it to the next step and really get to know them one-on-one, face-to-face, make a 3D relationship, as somebody just, as I've been hearing around here, it makes it so much more amazing. And it's if you have those digital connections and you come together for the first time, it might be weird just for a second, and then you realize, I know these people. I've been talking to them for ages. And you're just like a family reunion at that point. So that's why I love the PLF, personal learning family. I might be going with that instead. Well, thank you so much, and I'm glad we finally got a chance to sit down. Thank you so much. I appreciate being interviewed. Look forward to hearing it. Thank you again to Derek for talking to me during ISTE and getting me past that wall that I had hit that day. You may not have even known that you did that. Uh, And then thank you so much to my listeners for listening to this extra long episode. And I would like you to know that if you go to the show notes uh, at aplusedtech.com, I'm going to link in all of the Twitter accounts to the presenters that I mentioned in this episode. I'm also going to uh, put in those hashtags, the past the scope edu, and all of the other information that I kind of discuss in here. So check that out and go and follow some of these really amazing educators. <laughs>